You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from... Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, Let's get this episode started. So how are you now? Now, yeah, I tell you that um, I tell you from time to time. I tell you what some of the comments we get, yeah, from our fans because that's kind of the cool thing about the podcast. And and even though the uh, the paranormal podcast in this midweek house seem to be different animals, <laughs> we do have a lot of people that are fans of just the midweek howl. And uh, don't could care less about paranormal stuff, and vice versa. Okay, okay. Yeah. but but I'm I'm gonna tell you, you're the fans of the midweek how are diehard. I mean, they are this serious business, man. Um, 
serious business. And and I'm going to read you now. I don't know how personal to take this. I don't know if the guy knows that we have good sense of humors and 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 you know can Certainly take. Certainly, I do. Yeah. Yeah, can take a joke, you know. And, right. I mean, so so we have this one, and I I'll call him. I'll just go ahead and call him a super fan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I, right. and I did I did a little research on him, mm-hmm. and he seems mm-hmm. to be from from what our talk you know from Montana. Is Montana, I think he, yeah. I think Montana he's from. Super fan. Okay. Montana right. super fan. Montana super his, fan. His name's Patrick. I won't even give out his last name. I don't want anybody if they don't like what he's saying. I don't want him to go beat him down. But his first his first name's Patrick. Okay. So imagine imagine my chagrin um, after you know our loyal fans will remember the story I told about taking a trip to the hospital. Why, you know, and who knew it might have been life or death until we got there. But uh, Patrick, Patrick says, you tell a story like your wife drives. I came on here to listen to the howler, not some boring trip to the ER from you. What a disappointment. I'm glad you're feeling better, though. Now, <laughs> how, do, how do I say like, like. I mean, does he really, is he really glad that I'm feeling better? I see, it seems to me like he thinks maybe the show would be better off without me. I don't know. I no, don't know. I mean, I wouldn't take it. First of all, he's right. Oh, he's right. Okay. You know, I, but you know, I, you know, to, to, to give the fans behind the scenes. Okay. Mm-hmm. In some circles, you are a noted songwriter, correct? In some circles. Yes. And when I asked you one day, I had a guitar question, and you told me that what? You don't play guitar. I don't play right? guitar. That's right. You don't play guitar, right? Which I found odd. But what I, since I have since found out, like most writers, you know, that's why they have writer rooms, and most writers maybe can understand the story, but maybe can't Sing the song or tell the story, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. That's right. fair. You know and the I mean? people, so the people that can, yeah, the people that can do it are superstars. People that can do all that are superstars. I, mean, I don't you know, know about superstars, but certainly. So, so, so I know what he's he's feeling because now, <laughs> in the other half of it is you're choosing your words, knowing your your uh, old lady was going to listen to it. So you got to worry about what you say, <laughs> right? Because well, I'm a stickler um, for telling the story as um, factual as possible. Okay, and then you don't it, belong in the entertainment world. That's right. Maybe I don't. You know, that's maybe why I you don't. struggle. So. <laughs> but I understand you, you. You have a certain flair, a certain way with words, certain you know humor. I. That's not me. I got, you know, where we have different styles and I know, I know very few people probably tune in to actually hear me, but the way the, the show works is, is, is we, you know, we go back and forth. We, you know, I kind of try to set you up for some stuff, prompt you for some stuff. And I think that makes the stories even better because I, I think my talent you're, is yeah, I can the, get you, yeah. I get you rolling. I'm uh-huh. the straight man. I can get you rolling. You know, straight man. I was gonna say you're Donnie and I'm Marie, but 
you know, or, or vice versa, right? I, hey, I'm Tina and you're Ike. Don't hit me again. You know? um, Speak, speaking of which, I just started watching the uh, the Aretha Franklin movie. Was and it good? It's um, Christy and I are about forty five minutes to an hour into it, and it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's a good. movie or a series. It's a movie. It just came out. It's a, it's actually. How do you in stop the, a movie mid mid hour into it? Okay, it's in the it's in the theaters. We we bought it on demand, and when you buy it on demand, we can we can. I pause understand it that, but if it's worth worth a hoot, you wouldn't stop midstream. Listen, it wasn't my idea to stop at midstream. It wasn't my idea to start it when we knew we had some place to be. Are you following? Are you picking I up guess. what I'm I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know. No, I don't. They, that's why you had a meandering way to the hospital, because you're not used to closing the circles. There's some <laughs> circles that need to be closed. A good movie needs to be closed. A trip to the hospital needs to be taken, you know? <laughs> yes. But I now gotcha. you're, 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 I don't want to say her name, so I'm just going to call her old lady. Your old lady listened to it, and she didn't, she didn't get upset too bad. Um, she didn't kill she, you or beat you up. I don't even know. Oh, she did listen to it because I think uh, I think my stepdaughter played it for her in the car, and she's no, she's great. She has a she's she's a good sport about it. Okay, and she in fact she's you know she doesn't listen to much we do. I mean, she listens to the clips right. that I put on social media and laughs at every clip that we put up. For the midweek howl and rolls her eyes. She's laughing because the clips are funny, or that you're struggling like this. No, no, no. Because Jason doesn't put up. Jason doesn't do (laughs) clips of me. He puts up clips of you. (laughs) He knows who the talent is. Just like Pat. Just like Patrick in Montana. He knows. Hey, you know, know, I have a special place in my heart for Montana people. You know, I was there twice last year. I think I know I was there once for sure, maybe twice. Well, I think Pat. I think the next time you go through Montana. Patrick's going to welcome you with open Now, arms. there's different, there's varying degrees. Now, you didn't give me any background. There's varying degrees of Montana, right? So, if you're in, in Billings or Missoula, you experience one sort of Montana. If you're in Lame Deer, you're in a whole different Montana, you know, or uh, some of these places. So, uh, well, it, it's almost like its own country. It's I think Montana's more of a country than texas is in some ways well i will i will give you a little a little more on patrick i don't need to know well because he did this comment, gonna happen he, hey he no this is what's gonna happen on another episode that you oh, might... maybe on the, because this is what's gonna happen if he's truly in montana and if he's in a good place i'll hate him because i'm jealous <laughs> okay and if he's in a bad place it's still going to be better uh, I, I'm still going to hate him. You know what I mean? Because there's no really bad places in Montana. So I, I don't want to know. And my, you know, my brother, uh, uh, anyway, I've got some Montana ties that I had the ability to go to Montana whenever I want. And, and I would, I, I just, I'd, I'd hate to have a fan that I need to look up when I was out there. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to, mo- I'll monitor Patrick's comments. And, but uh, we'll but see I did he... give him the designation because I like the fact that he picked on you. Yeah, that I was the one that gave him the, the I anointed him super fan. Super and, fan. And we're going to send him some merch whenever our merch gets uh, out. You know, we're having I some got... design issues and some. Um... 
<laughs> you know what? You know what? I maybe think we should send him the goat patch. The goat patch. I, I think maybe. I think maybe uh, Patrick, when you hear this episode, send me a message through uh, Facebook or whatever, and we'll get you. We'll get you some merch out too. Give him the so goat can, patch that I don't like. You've I'll got give some him the, my note. Give I'll give him the patch. goat patch. Maybe I'll give him. I, I think Patrick's probably a dude that likes a good coffee, good strong coffee. We got some sweet coffee mugs. I think I'll send him a coffee mug and a goat. There patch. you go. See. There uh, you go. There you go. But but yeah. So I didn't. So yes, I didn't. I I made it through. I, I like I said. I'm not sure how sincere Patrick was with his. I'm glad you're feeling better though. But I did make it through. Well, you know, perception is reality, so whatever you perceived is what he meant. <laughs> but you've had oh. some bad news this week. You got you got you got a task going on tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I I'm leaving I'm leaving work early at the post office and uh, a really good friend of mine, his sister passed away. And she's you know, only in her mid fifties, but she's had some health problems and uh, he asked me and the judge and a couple other fellows that, you know, we, you know, we all went to school, played basketball. We're going to be pallbearers at her funeral. And uh, so while I don't mind missing work on a Monday at the post office, this is not, you know, it's definitely not the reason why you want to do sure. it. And, and uh, she was a sweet, sweet woman. Um, um, but like I said, she had some health issues. So hopefully she's, um, you know. She's doing good say now. Place. Go ahead. I know better you're place. choosing your she's in, better place. She's now. in a better place. I'll, you know, I just hope she's pain free, you know, and, and we talked to some people on the other part of the podcast who have some supposed insight on the afterlife. Yes, clairvoyance. Remember we talked to yeah. a clairvoyant. Yeah. And, um, it seems to me that that seems like a pretty good, if you got to go, it, it seems like we, uh, we have something much better waiting for us. So, you know, I don't know what's better than this, though. I don't know what's better than us doing the midweek howl, but whatever. You know, I don't either. I don't. You know, hey, I, you know, I'm torn. I got mixed emotions about um, funerals and different things. You know, when you grow up, I was trying to tell my kids this the other day because of obviously traffic safety and seat belts and airbags and all this other stuff that people just don't get killed like they used to, right? Especially like. When I was in high school, like I'm sure you were because you're my generation, <clears throat> you knew somebody older than you or around your age that got killed in a car wreck, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. You, just, Absolutely. you just did. And I, and I remember my, my big brother had um, three guys in his class got killed in one night. I mean, in one crash. And uh, and uh, there was a boy in my class. It was a, the summer we graduated. He got killed. So, you know, when you start going to funerals and, you know, where I grew up, you know, a real close knit mm -hmm. um, German Catholic communities, you were just going to funerals and weddings like your whole life. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your Amen. whole life. Yep. And, and my kids have been to like one or two funerals and I don't think they've ever been to a real wedding wedding, you know. So, uh, my, my, my funeral, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My funeral skin has, has, has changed over the years to, as you just said, maybe they're in a better place. You, you know what I mean? Maybe they're in a mm -hmm. better place. Yeah. I, um, 
I, one of the few complaints I ever got um, as a cop, it was a from a funeral procession. How do you get a complaint as a cop about a funeral funeral procession? You you pulled a guy over with one headlight. No, nope, you? I you know. Okay. <laughs> first of all, I know I told you one of my first stories was the dead. I mean, I I pulled a dead dude over one night. I think I told you that story, right? Pulled the dead guy over. I pulled a dead dude over one night. I yeah, know so this is going, I'm... this is going way back. This is going way, way back. And, um, I was a young deputy sheriff and I, and I really thought that any, I don't even know how much is how, 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 I think I've told the story of how I got to be a deputy sheriff or, or I, you know, I went to the, the, I went to the cop school that all the college kids go to. And I was, I just, I kind of knew some people that knew some people that knew the sheriff. So there was an opening in the jail and I got it. And the only reason why the, 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 the sheriff promoted me out of the jail is to not have to deal with my crazy uncle who was on a city council in, in one of the little towns. Right. Yeah. But all that's to say is I went from working in a controlled environment in a jail to here's the car keys. There's the cop car go out and patrol this town. Right. Now, there's, I'm a deputy sheriff, so I can patrol, theoretically, the whole county, the city, getting out to this little sleepy bedroom community, okay? The problem is, I, I'd never really done a car stop before. I never really, you know, you do some in a parking lot at school and go into this cop school or whatever, but it's not like you really think that any car could be the one, right? Any car could be the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I proceeded to go out to my hometown and only stop people I knew, right? Because I knew they weren't going to shoot me. <laughs> you know, my buddy's mom and dad, or and then, you know, I didn't write any tickets because they didn't give me a ticket book because the sheriff didn't want you to write tickets because they were voters. But if you stopped them, two things to happen: the people that wanted something done would say they're out here stopping cars, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. let them go. The people you stopped, you actually let go, and then they think you're okay. So you never make any voters mad, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I was working one night, and I had to jump out on the four lane. And as I got older and later I became a state trooper and I made fun of young cops because they want to be troopers. So they sit out on the big highway, the interstate or whatever, which is well within their purview. Right. But, you know, as I progressed, you know, the old, old guys I worked with said, dude, they can't even catch who's breaking in the cars in what little town. And, but they want to come out here and play troopers. That makes sense. So I checked the car going fast one night. I don't remember because in my career, the highways went from 55 back to 70. So I don't remember how fast this guy was going, but I cut down through the grass because that's what all the cool people did, right? Remember when cops used to cut the median before they put, oh, before yeah, they put yeah. wires? Like here in Missouri, there's wires everywhere, so you don't really cut through the grass anymore. But I cut down through the grass, and I pulled this minivan over for going however fast he was, and I walked up there, and I jokingly said to the guy, when I got up here, you know, you don't know where I, well, I stopped. Yeah, but I'm speeding. Yep. You got anything in here that you're not supposed to have? And he said, like, what? And I said, well, what do you think? He, what, what? And that was, you try to get these people in a trick bag, right? So, you know, <laughs> I said, well, what are you worried about? Or what do you think I might be worried about? And he goes, well, I got a body in here. <laughs> and I said, huh? He said, yeah, well, I got a dead dude here, but it's legit. 
I said, well, why is he dead? Well, I, I don't want to think old age. I don't know. I'm bringing the funeral home. I said, where's your hearse? And he goes, oh, dude, this is modern times. We haul them in minivans. Hearses are expensive. They don't want to put the miles on them. So they buy us minivans to take the seats out. And sure enough, I shine my flashlight in the back, and there's a casket and no seats. Oh, my God. No identification on the vehicle saying that it's from. Well, I mean, no, it wasn't. No, they don't stripe them like, you know. <laughs> but I mean, like. Grove Funeral Home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, some so, of them around here kind of say that. Well, you, it must be a tighter market down there, okay? To <laughs> see what happens out here is the few funeral directors we have left, they go to the fair. They go to the the parish picnic. They sprinkle some money around buy a bunch of quilt raffle tickets and stuff like that. And then everybody that dies, they get to call. Exactly. Right. Yep. But oh, you yeah. know, my great uncle, my dad's uncle, my grandpa's baby brother was a grave digger. He was the grave digger in this part of the country for 40 years. I mean, the grave digger. Well, imagine that title. Being you, know, the you know, it's funny. And I, it wasn't the story I was going to tell, uh, but remind me to close on getting the funeral complaint. Okay. I, okay. You know, my whole life, this great uncle of mine, everybody that he's the guy, everybody asked when they hear your last name, they would say, are you related to Huey? Cause he was the grave digger and everybody knew him. And it's because he, he, two things, he dug every grave and two, he sprinkled all this money around to all these churches to make sure that he was the guy. So one day I was at my best friend's house, growing up Brian's house and the next door neighbor, we got to talking about something and, the next door neighbor's dad's there. And he said, well, you know, I got, I got him to start. And this was an old, old German Catholic guy, pillar of the community. And I said, what do you mean? And, and I guess prior to this, when somebody in the parish would die, they would have to go out there and, and parishioners or friends or whatever would get a jug and go out there and dig the hole the night before the funeral, you know what I mean? Like with shovels, hand dig it. Oh boy. Yeah. Hand dig it. And he, I mean, this guy, when he rattled off, he rattled off two or three people. And this is in the mid sixties. He's telling me this in the eighties, but he was speaking of 20 years ago, which would have been the mid sixties, you know? And it was like, we, when Joe and Jim and Bob died, we had to dig three of them in January. You know what I mean? <laughs> and somebody said, there's gotta be a better way. And, and my uncle was one of the, I mean, he was, a, he was a operator and he had, a, he had a, a backhoe and he had, uh, he was, you know, he was kind of trying to make a name for himself in the backhoe business. And they called him up and, and said, and of course, you know, there's always a bar involved. They knew him from the bar. They just knew him from <laughs> just around. And, and so they called him up and said, Hey, can you come out here and dig his hole? And he showed up and dug those two or three holes. And next thing you know, word got out that when somebody died, Call Huey. He called Huey, and and before it was all said, no, I mean, he had, I mean, it was a, a a giant company. I mean, it still is a giant company. It's been bought out by by other people, and and they got into the vault bacon business, you know, the big concrete burial vault. Oh yeah, yeah. A bunch of other stuff, but there, I mean, there was a time when he he might be digging six, his company might be digging six or eight gr graves, the same day at different towns. You know what I mean? What What do you get for digging a grave? I don't for know. For digging a hole. I mean, I hope a place in heaven because he died last couple <laughs> years ago. I meant, you know? I meant dollar wise. Not, oh, I wouldn't know. I mean, not I don't eternal know. I mean, gift. He, not eternal gift. Hey, let me tell you. Do what? 
not not what's your eternal gift. Like what is your what kind of money you get? Well, I think he got his gift here on Earth because he had uh, a couple of big, three big farms besides the one he was born on, you know, raised on. But he had two other big farms, and he had of all things, you know, he 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 always had a big old Chevy one ton dually or something like because the company always had these beautiful. They, he always drove Chevys because his brother, my dad's other uncle, was was a Chevy car salesman, so he always had Chevy gray chevy trucks you know like a stoic gray looking chevys you know but he had fleet but his personal car was always a jaguar and i was me and my brother was talking to him i had the opportunity to buy his last jaguar a couple years ago when he passed and i didn't do it i've kicked myself two or three times it was a it was a mid-90s gold like xj6 with the tenant windows all tenant on it oh boy you look sweet look sweet yeah, in that I mean, car i don't you know I don't know. They had a lot of electrical package problems. I think Jaguar did. And they were owned by Ford at the time. So as far as I was concerned, it was just an overpriced Ford. But but uh, some of those old timers just had flair, you know. So I've been around grave diggers and, 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 and treating death as, as just another part of life, right? Yeah. yeah. So one day I'm driving down this industrial boulevard, which don't mean anything to you, but my – to town um and i'm a I'm, I'm a state trooper and i've literally drove 45 miles up this highway for something and then as soon as i get that done they call me to drive 45 miles the opposite direction to go take care of something else does that make sense yeah so yeah. i have got some place to be but it's not red lights and sirens some place to be but it's some place to be nonetheless so i'm driving down and when i say driving down the street it's two lanes in both directions with the turn lane in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a serious, it's a serious street, 45 mile an hour um, speed limit, but it's not like I'm driving down, you know, curb and gutter main street or something. And here comes this long funeral procession in the opposite direction. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I start to slow down. You know how people st- slow down, stop, you know, yield to funeral. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, okay. out of respect, yeah. Out of yeah. respect, that's right. I have got three lanes. I've got two lanes of traffic and a turn lane between them and me. And they called on the radio and asked me my ETA to this other deal. So I slowly went around the people that were stopped and and, and kept going. Does that make sense? I kept just kept yeah. going. Yeah, because, you were you you had other pressing stuff. Yeah, I got stuff to do. Right, you're on the clock. Yes, and I get back to the office. I said, "Hey, were you driving down?" And I said, "Dude, I'm the only one working." You know, I was. <laughs> and what? I <laughs> uh, just I. <laughs> and the captain says, "Well, so and so called in." And when I say so and so, he was a retiree. He was a retired trooper that was my very first lieutenant. Okay. And so he knew it was me, but when these guys retire, they, a lot of them go to work for the funeral home and drive, you know, funeral processions and stuff like that at work. But he called out the troop and, and talked to the captain, wanted to tell the captain that, that I didn't, I, I was disrespectful because I didn't yield to this funeral procession. And I'm like, dude. The guy's just as dead whether I stop or not. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you, but <laughs> I'm here for the living, man. <laughs> I'm here for the living of all things to get complained on. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, look, you got a point. You got a point. I don't think the guy in the cat, the guy in the hearse, didn't care one way or the other, did he? Probably not. But I don't know. You know. You don't know. I mean, maybe that's why sometimes I slip and fall and stuff. Maybe it's like <laughs> a ghost pushing me down or tripping me. Yeah, right? just, the, the, some dead yeah. dude following me. He 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 attached himself to you when you didn't stop and said, "I'm just going to mess with this guy for the rest of his life." But you know, we, I, you know, and this is really going to get deep, so I don't know if I need to go there, but I'm going to. Um, funerals are for the living, right? That's what they always tell yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Funerals are for the living, right? Yep, so my grandmother, my mother's mother, passed away, and she had one of those prepaid deals, right? And she yeah. she she made a big deal out of everybody knowing all her affairs were in order. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. She had very limited, limited requests. And this is a tough old woman born in 1919. In 1925, when she was six years old, her family moved her. She was born in Mingo County, West Virginia, which is why I say West Virginia sometimes on my stuff, because I got to, you know, they remember my people back there. Yep. But when 1925, they walked behind a team of mules from Mingo County, West Virginia to Sykeston, Missouri, to get out of the coal mines and go to picking cotton. So these people are tough. Her and her people are tough, right? Super tough. The only request she had was to be buried back in this little town in southeast Missouri, and she wanted a pink outfit. So seems she pa- seems reasonable. Seems she reasonable. Hey, she passes away. Me and my mom go down to this funeral home, and and she, you know she's she's got this registered policy that you know when we hand it to him, he knows all about it. Does that make sense? So he brings out a three-ring minor, and it's like, okay, well, her policy pays for this, but we have this page of that. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Exactly. Your only three caskets on this are these three, but we got 27 of them here, or vice versa. If you pitch pitch in a little bit more money. Right. And and (laughs) we had decided, me and mom, you know, not to make any emotional decisions, right? We're going to stick with what she paid for. I think my big brother was with me, too. It was me, my big brother, my mom. And, hey, this is what we're getting, right? So one of the caskets was a pink one. So we picked a pink casket. And then me and my brother had went out to Dillard's and bought a pink health. You know, ended up being like a satin, probably tube-dressed negligee type of deal. You know, she was a little <laughs> woman, five foot four, 90 pounds kind of deal. So, Anyhow, mom picks out the stuff and we stay right within the parameters where it's not costing anything. And then she, we were transported 150 miles, 160 miles back to her hometown where her brother, um, she was real close with her brother, but you know, she was in her nineties, late 80s. He was in his early nineties. So he was, they got him essentially out of the nursing home to come to this funeral. Does that make sense? Yep. And we're yep. out on this hillside. It's my brother, me and all my brothers there. And my, my my big brother, I think, had started drinking. It was about a 150-mile trip. About 45 miles into it, he had already started drinking. He's riding in the pickup of me out of crew cab Chevy. He's riding my trip truck. So they were getting pretty loose. Does that make sense? Because we had to drive <laughs> down here, and they was, huh? <laughs> I Listen, I have the mental picture of what's going on. And then I had my little brother was still married to his wife, and she was loony as a 
as a fruitcake and she was in the truck with us too. So between my big brother drinking and my little brother's crazy, soon to be ex-wife, it was just, it was just, just a wild ride. Okay. So we're on this hillside. When I say hillside, I mean, it's old. I mean, about uh, one step below. Now it's, we're in Southeast Missouri. So it's flat as a pool table. So for years, all the, well, to this day, all the, cemeteries are on the high points or these bluffs you know some of them are overlooking the river some of them just so we're on this big old steep hillside overlooking a million acres of flat farm ground but it's steep and when we go to pick take her out of this out of this now this hearse is pointed downhill and it'd be like being in san francisco like you think like you gotta almost get a winch to pull this casket out of this car you know what i mean because we're on this hillside so we get her out, we get her turned around, she didn't weigh nothing. We walk her over there and put her on her thing, and and the, a lot of the older people were already sitting down, you know. Almost everybody was already sitting down. Well, one of the guys in the front row was her brother, and and he was obviously emotional, and he said I had something to the effect, I haven't seen her in 20 years, 25 years, or how did she look? I, something because we had a little thing for her back in our town where she had lived for the last 40 years, 50 years, but these were her people back in her hometown. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't get out of the funeral home or the rest. He home. never, they never got to go to the funeral home and yeah. see her. And I said, you know, and he said, I'd sure like to see her. Or I wish it was possible. And this funeral home guy, he was kind of taken, but he didn't know how to answer the question. You know what I mean? On, I'd like to see her. It was more of a rhetorical question. I'd like to see her. And what that meant was I want to see her if that's okay. And the funeral home guy wasn't catching on. And my brother, my drunk big brother said, you want to see her? You, we can open this. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And the guy looked at me because there, he's looking at me because he, he drove this whole journey. He knows I'm the cop out of the group, right? So I'm going to make oh, an yeah. adult decision and say, I don't think that's a good idea to open this casket on the side of the hill. You know? So I said, yeah, you want to see her, EJ? We'll open her up. I looked at the dude, and I said, how hard is it? And he goes, well, it's not hard at all. You know, there's like a little hidden catch. And so we open this casket, and there's my grandma on a pink negligee. And all these, you know, half a dozen 90-year-old people walk over and squeeze her hand and stuff like that. And we close her back up and bury her. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't pink. Know what that story was, huh? <laughs> pink negligee. I pink mean, negligee. well, I think the point of that story is, is I'm going to be, uh, is as we're here, as we're, you know, performing our duties tomorrow. And, uh, maybe as I, as I'm feeling a little sad, I'm going to think about your grandma and her pink negligee. Well, you there. know what? Hey, go ahead. It, well, you're going to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, it's funny. Me and you didn't talk, think about, we didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight. We segued into all this funeral stuff. Yeah. I, I heard a funeral story today that involves my, some of my family. And, and so we're going to tell it for next week's, next week's show. But I got <laughs> one that, diddle, diddle, okay. diddle, that, <laughs> Yeah, since I'm on the Huey part and I'm on some of these people and, and a lot of the affected people are passed on now, so I wouldn't bother me to tell the story that I'd heard. And and so next week we'll have another funeral. We'll start off with a funeral story. 
Okay. So, hey, so I can hardly, I can hardly wait, hardly wait. I hope, I hope everybody will be looking forward to it after they hear this. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.